Well, 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 just as we predicted, plenty of blowouts to talk about in week five. Lots of uh, predictability, uh, especially in Class A. Here we are, uh, Dylan Adams, bringing you another episode here of the Nebraska Prep Zone Report. And I got Stu Pospisil and Mike Patterson again joining me here. How are you guys doing today? We're good. Good. Great Thanks, weather. Dylan. Might be a little hot on Friday for these games. And Saturday yeah. for the Husker game. Yeah, it looks like a heat wave coming through here for the end of September. So, yeah. But, um, nope, you were up at South Sioux on last Friday night, Stu, and get your first look at Millard West, and so we can talk about that today. Um, We can look ahead to this week. We got some big rivalries squaring off. Um, Got got some nice games here. Yep, yep. And then I want to get to uh, the the new team in the volleyball top ten as well. So uh, where do we want to start? We can start with our thoughts on the Wildcats. Yeah, no, they they look solid. they're rolling four straight wins since uh, the opening 28-27 loss to Millard South, which you know looks really good now with only Westside, Millard South, and Kearney undefeated. Um, you know, uh, Peterson at quarterback is is very capable. I mean, he, he's been entrenched there. You know, this year, uh, fourth year player at that position for his dad. Um, uh, Joseph at running back and uh, Jackson Williams at um, wide receiver. You know they they need to get him more touches. Uh, Kirk Peterson, the coach, said. But um, yeah, Jackson Jackson's going to give North Dakota State uh, a real flyer. Uh, maybe in the return game, certainly a receiver and uh, fun to watch. South Sioux City. Uh, by all accounts, is much better. They play Omaha Bryan at home this week. Trying to get win number five, it would be win number four for the Bears, who Mike saw last weekend a losing effort. But uh, I think South Sioux's got to get a sixth win to get into the playoffs. I think six wins for them. Should they win on Friday, I think they've got to uh, upset Lincoln Southwest, who Mike saw uh, beat Brian last week. I think that's the, you know, provided – you know, South Sioux, you know, uh, holds serve at home. That the game of Southwest could bring a new team into the playoffs for the first time in a while. Just what I saw from Southwest, that's going to be a really tall order for South Sioux City because they were really impressive against uh, Brian. Brian going in 3-1, and one, their best start in more than years. 20 years. So, uh, yeah, but uh, it was all Southwest on Friday night, and Brian – their first um, possession, they made it out to midfield, then they went for it on fourth and five. They didn't get it. Southwest marched right down and scored, and it was pretty much all Silver Hawks after that. Uh, Brian broke the shutout in the fourth quarter, but the final was 41-7. to So um, yeah, one person I wanted to mention was uh, Southwest quarterback Broxton Tepley. He's only a freshman, but he did a really nice job through three touchdown passes. And uh, they had a sophomore come in, Ryan Manning, after that, played the second half, and he did a pretty nice job, too. So I think Southwest is set there at quarterback for uh, the near future, but we'll see what uh, what the future holds for the Silverhawks. I remember another freshman starter a few years ago named Zane Flores, who <laughs> is going to have a good career in college, although he's likely redshirt in Oki State this year. Another, another young freshman, I uh, watched last week on TV was uh, uh, B.J. Newsom from Omaha Central uh, in that 20-16 to 16 loss yeah. to Omaha North. He's really picked up his game. Of course, I think the Eagles line is better than it 
that was last year when the Eagles were one and eight. I'm going to see them live on Friday against ancient rival Omaha Creighton Prep, and we'll see. I mean, both teams are two and three. Uh, Prep Prep is ranked. Um, you know, they've got a win over Miller North, and Miller North um, almost made it into the top ten this week at uh, one and four because they. Uh, Put a pounding on Lincoln Southeast last week, and Lincoln East, which is number ten, went to overtime with Southeast. So Miller North plays Miller West on Friday night. Um, upset there, you know. You could, I could conceivably have two or three teams with sub five hundred records in the top ten. But again, look at volleyball. What's Kentucky now? Three and seven, and and still ranked. You gotta consider competition and how. You play that competition when when you have small sample or small units like mm-hmm. this. Yeah. No, I wanted to throw out to you those two. Um, you know, we have Lincoln East playing Millard South on Thursday. Say the Spartans fall there. You know, yeah. The one that I had circled anyway was Grand Island versus Kearney. If the Islanders can pull off that upset against you know hand the hand Kearney their first loss of the season, you, you're sitting there at five and one potentially. They could sneak in as well to the they, rankings. They could. Yep. Um, you know, potentially, if Carney takes care of Grand Island, Grand Island gets this game at home for the first time in years mm. because of scheduling quirks, including what happened with COVID. Um, Westside could be facing back-to-back games against undefeated teams with going to Carney next Friday, and in all likelihood, if that's an undefeated matchup, yours truly will be there. And then the next week, Friday the 13th, yep. it's uh, Westside and at Millard South. You know, I'm going to have to flip through the annals to see the last time, if it happens, that a team this late in the year, undefeated, played two undefeated teams back-to-back. That is pretty crazy, I mean, to have that um, tough of a schedule to finish out there. I mean, it's very – well, I I think that that, um, you're only going to have one undefeated team when this comes out, if that. I mean, you could have a a kind of – you know, Westside could win one and lose one and have nobody left. Sure. Yeah, of West, scenarios to, yeah. to talk about, yeah. Westside and Millard South just keep rolling along. And, uh, you know, when you look at what happened in the NFL on Sunday and everybody thought, hey, the Cowboys are going to be this yeah. great team and they ended up losing. So it's a team. It can be it, It's tough to play yeah. at, I, I guess the point is, it's tough to play at a high level every week, sure. no matter if it's high school, college, NFL, whatever. So we'll, uh, we'll see if Westside and Millard South can continue on these high trajectories. Thursday night might be the first time we've had two quarterbacks match up. First name of Jet. <laughs> Jet. Jet Worthy. Elkhorn and, North? And, no. Oh, okay. They have a Lincoln Jet. E- what? They have a Jet, at least a baseball player named Well, he's, Jet. he's a running back. Okay. We're talking at quarterback. Quarterback, yeah. Jet Tamala <laughs> of, of Millard South against Jet Worthley of Lincoln East, who you've seen in baseball a lot. Right, right. Is he Michigan? Or who? He's Michigan. Michigan. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He always went by Jeter playing uh, baseball. Jeter Worthley. Okay, well now he's he's Jet in yep. football. So yeah, and they <laughs> will try and turn on the Jets. Both turn of on those the Jets. Kids. Yeah, makes him sound a little faster in football if he's Jet. Right. So Jeter is more of a baseball. You know, name. Dylan. Uh, my top ten didn't change. No, stood pat for this um, week. Yep. In Class B, only the order changed. Bainton and Elkhorn North. Uh, Elkhorn North has Elkhorn this week, a uh, big rivalry game, but uh, they look like they're heading for a Friday the 13th collision that 
Mr. Patterson will be getting uh, coverage on if things hold up. Unless I take that West Side Millard South game away from you. Uh, we're playing golf for it. <laughs> I know who wins even with a bad back. Uh, C1, um, Columbus Scotus moves in at number 10, replaces Lakeview. Uh, rest of the order chain, er, unchanged. Boone Central, Wahoo, still leading. C2, uh, we'll find out who's number one for sure in that class. Norfolk Catholic goes to Battle Creek on uh, Friday night. Eight-man one, um, uh, no, no ratings order changes. Everybody won. North Platte St. Pat still leads. Uh, Eight-man two, South Loop still heads with, Wyoming, or with Why Not second. And Arthur County stays ahead of SEM in, in six-man. Sounds good. So, no, the, the one last thing I had to say about the Millard West game was, you know, they had that one-point loss to open the season that might be the potential game of the year that we've seen so far for Class A anyway. Plenty of good games to, um, mm -hmm. throughout, throughout the season. Even last Thursday night, you could say that Central North game. That might be kind of a budding rivalry game. Um, no, it, it, those it, two. it should. Yeah. I mean, if, if they keep their kids and, you know, it looks like never say never with OPS, right. obviously. <laughs> and I had some thoughts on Monday about um, needing a 180-day sit-out rule. And I haven't had anybody say that that's a dumb idea. Uh, and there's some interesting provisions like uh, uh, if you transfer, you can't go to a school where your former coach or club coaches or former coach or current club coach is at. Interesting. Okay. And that you have to have your family unit together for 180 days. Hmm. And. Um, I'm trying to think. There was one other real interesting provision that we've had cases about in Nebraska that uh, if somebody, if an athletic director wants to write a proposal before the end of the week, I'll be glad to help them with because um, we do, I mean, in every sport we have these transfer issues. and It, it, need, it needs to be, and for the six states, the border of Nebraska have 180-day sit-out. Huh. Yeah, for so listeners. It, it wouldn't be like a, a lone wolf out there in the desert i mean it's sure. you know people want to try and keep competitive balance and and not have these all-star teams right that's like the high school version of the transfer portal <laughs> just people going everywhere and yeah. playing wherever they want to and there's really no rhyme or reason so i don't uh, have we'll i don't have, have any seat. problem with going after eighth graders into ninth grade but once they're in high school and unless you want to make the physical move and you know that's and and again that it's got to be a real move mm -hmm. you know you would hope it'd be for job family job dad job mom job right uh and and not a, a sham and we've had some shams that some have been detected some have not and that's how you end up with a top 10 that kind of stays the same the same week to week but well, again and hopefully the same we can teams have, are yeah. there year in and year yes, out same programs so Hopefully, we'll have some unpredictability to discuss as the week, as the season goes along. Excuse Mike's, me, Mike's so. got some in volleyball, we yes, know. Yes, I do. Yeah, we can dip into that if we want to. I do. Uh, you mentioned new teams in the uh, overall top 10, yeah. Dylan. Um, talking about uh, number nine, Minden cracked the overall top 10. They had a great week. They defeated uh, two teams that hadn't lost yet in Gothenburg and Grand Island Central Catholic. Central Catholic, the defending champion. Sure. Uh, Sharon Zavala's team. She's got yep. 1,166 wins and Huge climbing. 
<laughs> yeah, that's all. But uh, yeah, so Minden, I thought, deserved that bump. Plus, Carney uh, Catholic, a team that Minden had beaten, defeated Bennington, which is one of the best teams around here, one sure. of our top class B teams. So that, that showed me that they're playing some great volleyball wow. out there in the middle of the state. And Minden also defeated Gothenburg last week. So right. they had yeah. two, they, they took out two and one in a span of three days. So. Right, right. Those three were undefeated going into the week, and, and Minden emerged as still the only undefeated team so and the other team to crack that top 10 I know Stu's been waiting for this is Lincoln Lutheran riding a 60 they won last night so I think it's 63 match win streak Um, again another great team for coach Sue Ziegler why did I put Minden ahead of Lincoln Lutheran I think Minden's schedule has been tougher than Lincoln Lutheran's to this point so if they're both going in Minden 9 Lincoln Lutheran 10 and um yeah, it's uh, it's another interesting season in volleyball, Dylan, <laughs> because, you know, when you get a team out state like Minden or Gothenburg or GICC, a lot of times you're not sure exactly where they fit. Yes, they fit among the top Class C1 teams, but do they fit among the overall top 10 where they're going against Metro Conference teams and right. top Class B teams? So you, know, you have to give that some thought. But I, I thought both those teams had done enough to crack the top 10 this week, so... Let's uh, let's touch on the top ten, and of you course bet. we have to start with Papio South. They had a another great tournament, winning the Weston Invitational at Papio. Uh, the Titans are ranked fifth and seventh nationally, so they are twenty five and zero, and they've got a little time off now. They've obviously played a lot of matches to this point. They played um, twice as many as as some of the other Class A teams. So, but twenty five and zero, Papio South is number one. Scott is two, Norris is three, Lincoln East is four. Uh, the Spartans finished second in the uh, Weston Invitational, so they moved up there. Elkhorn North five, Lincoln Southwest had kind of a tough tournament there out at Papio. They lost a couple of matches, so they slipped from two to six. Grand Island high, number seven, that's who I wrote about this week. They're having a nice season to this point. Yeah. Uh, Papio, number eight, and as we mentioned, Minden, nine, Lincoln Lutheran, ten, and our number ones in each class, Papio South, uh, Omaha Scut, Minden, Lincoln Lutheran, and Class D1, we have a new number one in Southwest, the Rough Riders, they had a, a nice week, and uh, Rich Barnett, our radio friend from McCook, told me before the season to watch out for the Southwest team, and he was right. There they are, ranked number one. He might have a little knowledge about that team. That's true. His <laughs> daughter played on that team last year. And uh, Overton, who Southwest defeated, uh, remains number one in Class D2. So, yeah, interesting week, Dylan. Yeah, and, had a little um, bit of a shakeup. So. Right, right. What are you looking forward to this week? Do you have anything on... Well, I'm going budget. to see a couple of Class A teams tonight, Millard North and Bellevue West. Um, there's a good one uh, Thursday night, which is Bennington at Elkhorn North, and the Lincoln Northeast Invitational is this weekend. So that, that field isn't quite as strong as it has been in the past, but still it's one of the, one of the uh, big tournaments this season. So that's kind of some of the highlights coming Enjoy up this Husker week. traffic. Yeah, I'm kidding. <laughs> I know. It's probably going to coincide at about the same time. <laughs> 2 30 so. kickoff. Yeah. yeah that's and going, sounds well, great. going yeah. back home, too. I think volleyball will be done by then. So, oh, sure. But uh, yeah, what do you think is going to happen, Nebraska, Michigan? I think uh, 
Matt Rule's going to find out how good his lines are or aren't. I might be crazy to say this. History will <laughs> prove me right or wrong, but I just think the way Nebraska's defense is playing, it's going to keep them in a game. And when they're playing at home, I always think that they're in a game. So I think the game's going to be closer than, what, the 17-and-a-half-point spread says. So 17-and-a-half right now? I was wondering what that was. Yeah, yeah. we'll see. I think it'll be closer right. than last year. I don't remember what the score was last year. It got out of hand. But watching them, oh. watching Michigan play Rutgers last week, I mean – they were kind of in that game for a while, and then thirty-one seven final. But right. it was it was closer than that. Well, Rutgers was ahead about two yeah. plays into the game. Right. But yeah, that and that's all they scored. But yeah, that kind well, of woke Michigan up. Michigan had a very soft start. You wonder, you know, okay, do you get you know not being tested? Does that come into play again? Nebraska's going to have to play fundamental, error-free. You know, the, the penalties have to to disappear. Mm-hmm. You know, you can't lose your touchdowns on, on callbacks. And, you know, a, again, I, I think Michigan, to me, is three steps above any team that the Nebraska's played. I mean, with Northwestern beating Minnesota last yeah. week after being down 17 at half, Colorado again smoked it. Uh, Oregon. Oregon in yep. the not-ready-for-prime-time game. <laughs> and then... Um, you know these two wins the past couple weeks. You know neither one of these teams is a likely bull bid candidate. You know Nebraska's going to have to just be clean in their execution all the way through. We'll leave that to our Husker guys to sort out. Yeah, there but, you go. Uh, yeah, like like you said, it's uh, I think it should be a good game and um, huge test for the Huskers and. Uh, We'll see what happens with the quarterback, if uh, Harburg will go or Sims will go. That might be a part of it. Maybe we'll see both of them. So one thing about uh, Harburg, I, I wish he'd slide a little bit more and get down or get out of bounds because he's already taken some big hits. And I know that's probably not the way that uh, they taught him to do it at Kearney Catholic, but I want to see him stay healthy for the rest of the season. Well, and somebody has to be able to uh, stretch the field vertically throwing i mean yeah like you know right now how many will michigan put in the box <laughs> right because <laughs> they really do have that one target billy kemp but he's not a speedster down the field he's you know more I than mean, a slot you know, guy you, over the middle do you so. have you know do you have a a spy on the quarterback and and give up something downfield if if you think you can you know get past the nebraska front and, and force harbor or sims to throw on the run and i don't think that's either one's specialty they're they're not fran tarkington <laughs> viking mr viking i thought yeah. it was a viking for you. reference i just say we got to get rolling here pat so we can go buy our paper bags uh to wear to our favorite teams games both oh and three six start. yeah Ugh. see now here's what i don't understand the bears who we know how they did against kansas city they're playing at home and they're an underdog against a team that just gave up 70 points denver <laughs> yeah but denver also scored 20 True. That's, uh, Can the Bears score any? Yeah, I, we'll I'd see. pray for 20 points every yeah. week from the Bears. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, what are you going to do? We'll see if they can shake it off, as the Swifties would say, right? So, <laughs> the Swift fans. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Do you think that relationship's going the distance? I don't think so. That game was over quickly when she showed up. I mean, everything was against you guys at that point. Uh, so. <laughs> well, I mean... You know, this is pure speculation on the web, but 
you know, there, there's talk that Taylor may have a New Year's Eve concert in conjunction oh. with the Bengals Chiefs game. Okay. Just conjecture, but uh, you know, the 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 chatter out there is that this might be just a, a sales ploy. Hmm. Arrowhead Stadium will be packed either way. Yeah. yeah. Well, it was On, packed for her concerts. I know right. that our daughter Kim couldn't even get tickets to, <laughs> to the concert. So. But the Chattels did. Yeah. Really? Hmm. Well, you didn't read his column this morning. He. Oh, no, I missed that he, one. Yeah, he, he had reference to Anna being a Swifty. <laughs> That's too good. Well, before we go, I want to make sure that our listeners know that um, they can check out on Omaha.com your, your column from the, over the weekends, too, about all those NSA pro- provisions. Yeah, that was in, in Mondays. Mondays, yes. Yep. Um, talking about, you know, nine-man football, whether you can compete in two sports at once, seventh and eighth graders playing high school sports. Lots of stuff in there. So, mm-hmm. yep, that was pretty good. We can wrap it up if you guys want, and we'll be back next week uh, to talk some some rival games. Yep. Thanks, guys. 